and welcome to episode eight of Athletics Weekly's Ask the Athlete podcast. It's based off our Q&A video series, where we dive into the lives of world-class athletes through questions sent through by you, members of the public. What makes them tick? What's their mentality? What processes have made them the athletes and person they are today? We're joined by Dave Bedford, former 10,000 meter world record holder, race director of the London Marathon until 2012, and chairman of the IAAF Road Running Commission. He chats to AW about what it felt like to break the 10,000 meter world record, his training routine of running 200 miles a week, the importance of standalone Olympic marathon trials, and so much more. So uh, I'm Dave Bedford. Um, um, started running in 1964, was 73rd in the English schools. And in um, 1973, um, broke the world record for 10,000 metres. Um, and um, I've been involved in the sport, really, uh, apart from the first 13 years of, of my life in, in athletics, uh, competitor and then administrator, uh, event organiser. Um, and this kind of interview gives an opportunity just to think back to uh, some of the early bits, things like um, perhaps what my favourite race ever was. Um, and I, I suppose I suppose it's a cross between three. Um, clearly, you can't say um, that you break a world record in your life and it's not a favourite uh, race. Um, but um, also, I guess, winning the, um, the Southern cross-country championships um, senior followed by junior um, without without doubt was a great um, a great day it hadn't been done before um, and they even changed the rules subsequently by by putting the um, the uh, junior race on now before the seniors to, to stop anyone else doing it um, and I suppose I suppose um, that 73rd in English schools, when at one stage in my life, I was I thought I was the 71st, third best in the country in the 64, um, um, uh, also really gave me a taste for, um, I could be quite good at this, but um, uh, I didn't realise the, the massive journey that you'd have to go on to, um, to achieve that. Um, I suppose much of that is about training. Um, I had a really, I had a really good coach, uh, Bob Parker, um, um, aided and abetted by Sylvia, his wife, from probably from the age of fifteen onwards. I was introduced to him, and he had a significant um, impact on my um, uh, on my life. Um, virtually became a second dad, um, and was always there for me. Understood, he wasn't an international runner himself. He was. Uh, just a county runner, um, but he was always there at every single training session. Um, um, well, not every training session because because he couldn't run as fast as me. But um, um, certainly on the on the uh, track sessions, he was he was always there. Um, and um, um, I fondly remember the um, the victory lap after breaking the world record, running around the track with him. Um, and 
you know, that that was really a great uh, a great memory from um, from those days. Um, I suppose you know I had a career where there were lots of ups and downs, plenty of injuries, um, which a lot of people put down to potentially doing too much training. Um, um, I ended up running quite um, almost daily, um, three times a day, 200 miles a week. Um, I actually remember massive experimentation when I was a student at, um, at, um, at a teacher training college in Brighton. Um, I shared a room with a, um, with a South London Harrier called Chris France, and we were constantly experimenting and the best I did was uh, five sessions in a day, with the last one being um, um, uh, at about 10.30 at night, which was just an easy three miles on a nice bit of grass just to perhaps ease my legs down a bit. So I experimented, but I found that, um, I found that uh, distance running made me incredibly strong, um, and um, I naturally didn't have any great speed. Um, I think my fastest... 400 ever was probably 54, 54 and a half seconds. And that was with Bob Parker's watch, which probably meant that um, he he made it a bit better than it really was. Um, but um, I, when I ran, if I was on form, um, um, it was it was quite difficult to beat me. However, like all people without a sprint um, finish, um, uh, I had to be on top form, and as all distance runners know, you can't be on top form all the time. So um, I never won a gold medal at a major championship. Um, I was the uh, international cross country champion. So looking back, um, you know, I could have done I could have done better, but um, I could have done an awful lot worse. And the journey was um, was was an exciting one. To be young and good at sport, uh, I don't think life can ever be better than that. Um, and um, I've got I've got closer enjoyment and excitement of things over the years, but never quite as much as um, trying to be the best in the world. Um, I think I think that um, um, I had a lot of other good races um, and. Um, I suppose, well, at one stage I held every British record from uh, 2,000 metres to 10,000 metres, including the steeplechase. Um, and um, um, that 2,000 was, was, I think, five, three point something. Um, so I didn't have speed, but I did have, I did have strength. <sighs> there's, a whole, there's a whole load of different questions that people ask me. I... I suppose I was. I suppose I was um, probably famous for long hair. Still got it, but it's a it's a different colour these days. I wear it. Um, used to be jet black. Uh, Moustache. Um, been there since um, uh, straight after the Olympics, nineteen seventy two, um, and uh, red socks. Um, I used to race in red socks. Didn't use to train in them, um, but. Um, it was an attempt to try and look a little bit stylish, which is quite, quite difficult for a gangly, long-haired, mustachio um, uh, youngster. 
but that's the way it was. And um, whatever shoes I could be given, I had. Um, I, w- I was with. Um, I was with Gola. I think. I think I had a, a deal with Gola. I think they still make sports shoes. I don't think they make um, spikes and that anymore. Um, although when I broke the world record, um, I, um, I was just at the time swapping from from Gola to Adidas, and um, I ran in Adidas spikes with um, with Gola stripes down, so that I didn't get in trouble as far as the contract was concerned. Um, I think just recently, uh, Chris Thompson did something very similar with um, with the with the shoes he wore. Um, but his was his was legit. The company who sponsors him was happy for it to happen. Um, it was a secret. So if there's anyone alive from Gola, I apologise for that, and um, uh, I won't do it again. Um, thinking about shoes and the the super shoes um, that people are wearing today. I'm in, I'm in two minds about it. I've spoken long and hard with Tim Hutchins and absolutely understand his, his view that um, it's significantly changed the world. Um, and I've, I've tried to put my head into um, space of, well, if I was running today, um, what would I do? Well, I'd certainly be wearing them. Um, and I, I think that, that the next stage of it, which is, Okay, if they do you good, that's you know that's maybe fine. Um, but to to try and uh, if you're an athlete who tries to kid other people um, that they make no difference at all, um, which is something I find quite astounding when I hear that. Um, I think that's um, you know that's a bit too strong. But the world changes. Um, you know, um, we used to run on cinder tracks, and cinder became tartan. Um, altitude training um, was suddenly shown to be of uh, benefit to distance runners on the back of um, lead up to the 1968 Olympics and I certainly was lucky enough to be able to take advantage of altitude training and it definitely helped Um, uh, it wasn't illegal um, and I think that in everyone's career whenever they have it their object is to is to is to run as fast as possible and win as many uh, races as possible. So um, I recognise that 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 you can't now compare times necessarily. <coughs> um, times run with the super super shoes to the way it was perhaps when I was running, but equally, um, you know, when I look at someone like Emil Zatapak, who, who Emil Zatapak, who I admired from the start. Um, you know, in the in the in the fifties when he was breaking records, um, life was very different then from the way it was when I was running, and it's again significantly different. So, I think there is an argument to say, as as long as people understand that that these kind of innovations come in at one stage or the other, then I think it's it's okay. But um, you got you got to tell the truth, right? Okay. They do help. They do help people run faster. Um, talking about Chris Thompson um, um, and the Olympic trials, I was um, uh, I was involved in that event. It was um, it was my son Tom who organised them. 
Um, and I sort of acted as, as a technical delegate, if you like, to make sure that the, um, the technical aspects were, were right. Um, it, was a, it was a good event in difficult circumstances. Um, the weather wasn't the best, but it, it, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And the course, I think, um, uh, uh, was fast and, and, and the event was truly justified in that, in that two men and, and, and one woman were able to self-qualify for the Olympics, which was what the trial was all about. Um, I think I think one of the things that comes from it, and I know that um, in Athletics Weekly there have been there have been some um, some surveys about it. Um, I really do think that at least once every four years, um, it it's a great opportunity with the um, with the uh, Olympic Olympic marathon trials to have them as a standalone event. Um, we've we've seen the uh, success of the of the night of the ten k's, and um, and I could see absolutely there being a massive amount of of um, UK running interest in an event like that. I don't think you can do it all the time, and I think that that you know the place for the trials um, for all of the other events. I think I think without doubt it's right that that should be at the London Marathon. Um, the London Marathon significantly help uh, distance running financially in the UK, and um, it, it would probably even make sense for them to be the organisers of that event once every four years, and really allow the British runners um, uh, who are taking part in that trial to, to show out in a way that often it's difficult to to do when they're running in the um, in the elite field at the London Marathon. Um, <coughs> let me just take a little, little break, just think about a couple of other things here. Um, just going back to Chris Thompson, um, I don't I don't know whether when he came into that race, he 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 really thought that he could qualify. Um, uh, 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 and the way his story goes is that um, um, he he thought the leaders were going a bit too fast, and therefore just ease back off of it. Um, um, I think I think that in those circumstances, for him to be like forty five seconds down or whatever it was, um, to then come back and and win win that event in such style must be one of his best achievements ever. He's had he's had some great ones, um, as was um, um, as was um, I think it's Stephanie Davis. I think is is it's the name of the the woman who ran two twenty seven there. Um, you know, two two great performances. Um, Chris is because of the um, the recent birth of his son and and um, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, took the 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 headline. Um, but um, let's just hope now that he and the others stay fit and ready to take part in the Olympics. Um, where do we go from there? Where do we go from there? Um, let me go back a bit in time and just say that, that, that when I started running as a youngster, um, it, was, um, it, was, it was very easy um, to take part in athletics, we, there, there were there, 
you know, sport was something all youngsters did. Um, <coughs> I was, I was no good at other sports. My, my football was crap. I used to to, to play in goal because I didn't mind diving in the mud. Um, maybe my love for cross country came from that actually. Um, but athletics had a great history and. Um, in that time, uh, in the early 60s, we were on the back of that whole post-war um, um, 50s and, and early 60s generation where we had amazing, amazing runners. Um, you know, when I started running, I was looking up to people like Dick Taylor, Alan Rushmere, um, Jim Hogan, um, Jimmy Alder, Ron Hill, uh, Jerry North, it goes on and on and on. And and to come through uh, a period of time when, in the end, not only do you want to be as good as them, but you end up wanting to, uh, well, and 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 also achieving uh, the ability to beat them um, was a real great spur. So, uh, and athletics and distance running, again, in particular, got a massive amount of, of coverage in the in the in the newspapers. Um, in fact, it was the Daily Telegraph who used to sponsor the Intercounties Championships, and uh, I remember watching as I was a youngster when the county teams were named over two or three weeks leading into the event, and uh, you know seeing who was going to be there. Um, and then one year having my name in the Middlesex team. So um, I think we were lucky. My generation were lucky, and of course, my generation also had some some amazing runners. Um, Ian Stewart, um, probably probably the greatest British distance runner of my of my generation. Um, um, won medals at major championships, won the World Cross Country Championships. Incredibly difficult to beat. Had great PBs from fifteen hundred meters all the way through to ten thousand meters. Um, he couldn't steeplechase, mind you, um, uh, but uh, nonetheless, he was um, uh, uh, he. He, in my opinion, was the best. But Tony Simmons, you know, an amazing athlete, uh, Don Fairclough, um, Andy Holden, um, sadly no longer with us. Um, and you know, it wasn't e it wasn't easy to get to the top of the tree. But I think that all of those people trying to be at the top of the tree meant that everyone was pushed that bit further. Um, <coughs> that's talking about the past. Talking about the future is, is interesting. I'm still involved with um, Shaftesbury Harriers, Shaftesbury Barnet Harriers as their, as their, their full title um, and have an interest in, in what happens there. Um, I, see, I see lots of youngsters um, and I think it probably is harder to play. There's lots of other things that they could do with their time. Um, the one thing about distance running is you don't get success overnight. And I think I think some of the, the 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 modern generations want things to happen a bit too quickly. Um, um, but nonetheless, I think that that that, that having a life in um, uh, in athletics and uh, and distance running can even today be rewarding um, and I think in my mind the one thing that I would offer advice to any any athlete at any time would be 
your training has to be consistent and uh, mileage won't do you any harm. Um, uh, if you've got if you've got natural speed, you should you should try and do that. Um, but but there's nothing wrong with a fair chunk of mileage. I've, I've seen loads of people um, you know, many years ago starting to up their mileage and seeing immediate benefits in their in their careers. So it's a different time now. Um, I'm 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 71 now. Um, and um, almost, you know, coming up to almost 50 years since, since I broke a world record. So, you know, the, um, the, the clock and the, um, and the calendar have turned quite a few times since then. But nonetheless, um, I think I've been privileged to have a great time in sport. Um, and, um, yeah, the, a lot of great stories, a lot of great friends. And um, yeah, a pleasure to have spent my life in athletics. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ask the Athlete. If you love what you heard, then please subscribe to the podcast. It means you'll be notified when a new episode is out and you can also like and leave a review. And if you felt inspired or just really want to listen to it on a walk, jog or while training, then please share it with others as it may make a difference to them. Stay tuned for next week's episode, but until then, goodbye.